Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Turn away from disaster, horizon side. Choose your heart as a master. And welcome to the... Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It is April 7th, 2020. This is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Um, I will say good evening, Walt. How are you? <laughs> good evening, Chief. Good evening, Sheriff Howard. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, Walter. Hi, Nancy. <laughs> Hi there. Okay. Oh, we're, I hope. So what's what's the big uh, disclosure thing? <laughs> well, wait a second. I have to uh, I have to find the show. Why is why is my internet just being so slow? Okay, come on, internet. All right, there we go. Okay. And it was this show. So let me go over here. What we're talking about is I have to and uh, me. And, well, you you did the same thing, I guess. Yes. Yeah, yeah, at the same time. Okay, so um, what happened was that we did a show last week, and we were discussing the concept of is there in fact a clone of the president? Will you explain it, Dolly? While I'm looking this up. Okay, we were talking about, I, I always think that there's more than one Trump. There's the real guy, and there's, in my world, there's two other ones. One that has the skin around his eyes is white, like he'd had sunglasses on and got a sunburn. The other one has a, more of a red face, and his hair is definitely more orange. And then there's our beautiful real one, whose hair is a beautiful white. <clears throat> and he looks like he looks like himself uh, and he feels like himself to me so um, we were discussing it and then Walt said oh well his hair is probably different colors and different lights well Nancy and I both of course were real excited because we were having that debate because she doesn't think there's as many Trumps as I do <laughs> and so Walt comes in with, well, his hairs are probably a different color because of the different lights. <laughs> or he's wearing a, a what did you say, a two-shade, not a two-shade. Toupee. Toupee, yeah. And it looks we like both, could get washed sometime, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we both jumped on him. Oh, no, no, that's not right. He's, it's, he's not wearing a toupee. It's his real hair. And we were both saying it at the same time, so... Somebody made the comment that we really jumped on Walt. <laughs> well, actually, this is this is Susie, and she said, two Trumps argument. You shut Walt down hard, and she capitalized hard. Well, the first letter. I'm an artist, and sunlight is balanced light. Some light lights are blue or yellow. I'm also a hairdresser. 
He likely uses colored shampoo, which can change the porosity. I can tell you because the ends are consistently darker. I believe Trump's tinted hair is reacting to the amount of blue or yellow in the light. So, so well, he ch- he tints his hair from one room to the next. Uh, I, I well, Walt, we're going to give you this opportunity, and I do apologize for shutting you down hard. <laughs> well, you are our captain after all, so you know you can take the girl out of the army, but you can't take the army out of the girl. And you ought to be used to this by now. I do it to you quite often. I'm so friggin' rude. <laughs> But we'll let you we'll let you talk in terms of uh, light and and hair color. Well, does it matter at this point? Well, yeah. Really, I mean, we what we want to get out of this horrible story as quickly and as smoothly as possible. So, if there's more than one Trump, well, so be it. At least they're all consistent. I mean, it's not like Trump one is talking doomsday and Trump 2 is talking, you know, flowers and unicorns and then Trump Trump 3 is talking who knows what. That would really, really be bad. So if he wants to change this hair or if they want to have copies of him for added security so that the real one doesn't get killed, well, so be it. Uh, Does it really matter right now? What matters is getting out of this incredible situation that we're living in. You're not having fun yet, Walt? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. no, I was listening to the um, the I don't know if it was recorded or live the show previous to this one where Jan is talking. And it was recorded. Okay, so the the thought that came to mind was after they're done with uh, getting all these people out of all these tunnels and take and doing a head count, I think they're going to come up with a number far greater than however many people were rescued out of concentration camps after the Second World War. This is going to be, you know, a terrible headcount. Well, you mean the victims? Yeah. I agree, Walt. Why are you... Because I've got this... um, Well, watching the president in the last couple of days, regardless of which one it is or if there's only one, um, I've detected that he, he looks haggard to me. I didn't see him today. But the last he time did I to me too. He looked haggard. And yeah. you know, people were commenting on it and you know, I'm going like, My God, if I I, I so I kinda keyed into, you know, why and and I think that what he thought he was in, going to encounter is so much worse. I don't think that I think that even the people like myself and Dolly and Jan and you kicking and screaming or, you know, having to, we're going to be surprised at how bad it is. So it's interesting to me that you said that, Walt. Well, do you um, remember, uh, what was the name of this uh, Jeepers? His name is so popular now, I can't think of it. The American pilot who flew the Spirit of St. Louis from New York to Paris. Um Oh, I, I can see Lindsay, uh, Lindbergh. Uh, Lin, uh, okay. Um, he got himself into a, a, a bit of a pickle with lots of people. You know, uh, whatever good reputation he had with, with this thing, he got a bad rep or, you know, he ruined his reputation because when he did 
visit the concentration camps in Germany at the toward the end of the war when they were uh, rescuing people. And at one point he made, I don't know who he was talking to, I, I remember the, the documentary that spoke about this, but he was talking to someone and somebody asked something about, you know, the horrible state in which they found these people in the concentration camps. I mean, they were practically living corpses, the, the flesh just hanging from the bones. And he made a comment saying that they're just another casualty of war, like, like they're the soldiers. And that hit a lot of people very badly because, first off, these were civilians. They had no weapons. They were never trained in war. They were not official soldiers of any army. They were just people in their homes who got taken out by force and subjected to being in a concentration camp. So the the comment at the time was, you know, who does this guy think he is making this comment, finding them that they're just, just another casualty of war. You know, they're not, there's nothing like super fantastic about them. They're just, you know, casualties of war. You know, soldiers die during war. So that really... Uh, put him in a bad light where he, before he was admired for his feet. Now, you know, he was getting a lot of uh, bad press or, or public relations due to that comment. Well, I think he was also supporting the uh, Nazi party in the United States. Oh, that would explain that. Do you think that. that's why his son got taken? I don't know what that story was about. That was just too sad. Yeah, it was. I don't think it was what they said it was, but then I don't believe any of them. <laughs> no, it was it was tragic, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So there's a well, you know, I think my my feeling is that we're as first off this concept that the world is absolutely stopped. And it is phenomenal. I mean, if we had said this, you know, a month ago, you know, the world's going to come to a screeching halt, nobody would have believed us. But it came to a screeching halt. Um, to me, we we had, we had, by the way, we had Barbara Menezes on the Shanghai show again this morning, Walt. And mm-hmm. you had enjoyed her uh, conversation from last week. Well, you're really going to like this week because she went over to the uh, page that we have the tones on. And for anybody that's in the chat right now, or if you're on YouTube, go down to the links. There's a uh, in the chat room there. If you scroll down the page, you're going to see uh, an image that's green and it's got the like a, a scale, like a picture of a of a frequency scale. That is a link to the, what I'm talking about. Walt put together a whole lot of tones. And uh, she uses a thing called a Laker antenna. And, yeah, I saw the picture of it. Yeah. And she went, when she got the link, she went there and she confirmed that the tones that you were saying what they were, they were, she was getting a yes on the Laker too. So she oh. sort of confirmed that what you were saying was true. So people can go to that page. They're, they're free. You just have to listen to them. And there's, well, the Ho'oponopono's there, the Shungite's there, but then a whole lot of different ones. Even, I think, marijuana's there. Did I put the marijuana up? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
So, um, yeah, but, but what we're into is this, this, uh, duality of people actually getting aware, awake, and, and, you know, now we need to get them active. Active by get yourselves focused on this new reality. And I think the question was, oh gee, because we were talking about a couple of different things, but I think it was regarding, you know, the new reality. How many people have actually woken up and realized there's, you know, this terrible thing and then this this other reality that's starting to emerge? And it's like 52% of the people that was the reading she got. So... We're, 52% are, are what, focusing on what, the, the dark one or the No, no, light 52% one? have become aware, awake, and, and, you know, we aware and awake. And now what we need to do is to really focus people, you know, get them focusing on... Because you, you, you get awake and then you just get scared. Oh, my God, this is terrible. And I think that that's what we're going to encounter even more so than... That's a lack of proper attitude because as the Buddha, as the Buddhists say attitude is the short deliverance of the mind and if you awake and you start seeing all these horrors that's knowledge knowledge is power you know isn't that one of the biggest problems when something is affecting you not knowing what it is because once you know what's affecting you okay I'm having a belly ache because I ate this or I'm having a bellyache because somebody kicked me in the stomach. Or I'm, once you know what it is, you know where, what is the cause, what is the source of this issue, you can do something about it. But if you're living in a nightmare and you don't know what the heck's around you or why it is that you're feeling all these horrible things, uh, then you're powerless. And for example, we know that there is a human collective. We know that at the, at the unconscious level, humans are connected. Now, do a little bit of math here. These people that are being rescued, that have been habitually and routinely and ritualistically abused and tortured, are part of the human of the human collective. They are part of the you know the unconscious, the human unconscious collective. Where do you think their pain has been going? They've been pouring it into the ocean of consciousness. So if we're feeling bad and we don't know where we're from because I'm sitting comfortably and having a sandwich and a coffee. Nothing's bothering me. Nobody's giving me any drama, yet I'm feeling like total shit. Well, you're feeling what somebody else is feeling. Because as the earth is going up in frequency, empathy is one of those things that's going to show up, whether you like it or not. So now, for example, to me, that's, that's knowledge, knowing all these people are being rescued and they're coming out by the thousands. Because the, one of the things that I did last night when I went to sit down to meditate, I did Ho'oponopono for all of them. As a, as a collective Ho'oponopono, because that's one of the things, um, the Ho'oponopono principle is, is so deep and so full of information and concepts. Um, I understand Barbara, you know, the show doesn't give her enough time to do the process justice. Uh, remember that she, she mentioned Morna Simeona? One of the things that Morna Simeona taught the people, because for centuries, the Ho'oponopono process was extremely private. No white person, no Caucasian person was allowed to know it. And only the Hawaiian kahunas or the healers or the village chiefs, they were the ones who would conduct the ceremony. And Mona Simeona, to her credit, she's the one that made it in such a way that it could be accessible by all the people. 
you know, not just Hawaiian-born people. For those that want to know more about it, um, my suggestion is a great book that you can find on Amazon called Hawaiian Metaphysics. I uh, don't remember the author's name offhand, but it's a great, great book because it, it goes into much deeper knowledge like how to cut cores and stuff like that. But what I wanted to say is that one of the powerful things that Mona Simeona said that has to do with the principle of Ho'oponopono is not only do you have to take 100% responsibility for the reality that's surrounding you, which a lot of people find offensive, and that's what drives them away from Ho'oponopono, because, oh, no, it's not my fault that such and such a person is bothering me. Well, it is your reality. So <clears throat> Mona Simeona used to explain if something is coming at you, it doesn't matter if you had anything to do with a person coming at you because the, the, this person coming at you could be coming at you because of something that you did in another life, not necessarily this one. So if something is coming at you, whatever it is that you're witnessing, at some point in your existence, whether it's this life or 10,000 lives ago, you played a role in that happening right now. Uh, one of the examples is the 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 um, uh, journalist that went to have an interview with her. He had a chance to witness. Um, I don't know where the woman worked or where she taught, but there was a, a member of the group there who had a little a little girl, like um, five or six years old, and the girl the, the little girl had a, a, a skin condition where her hands were peeling. She was constantly peeling the hand. It's like, you know, when somebody gets extreme sunburn on their hand and the skin begins to peel, and they had taken her to different doctors, and it was very difficult to find a solution for this poor little girl. And, you know, for children, it can be trouble if you want to play with other children and your parents see, oh, look at that kid, look at her skin. They're not going to let you play with other children. So uh, Morna met her for the first time, and the little girl, you know, she didn't think there was anything wrong with her. She just rotated her hands in the air and, and said to the lady, oh, look, look what, look, you know, look what I have. And, and the woman said hi and uh, greeted the little girl. And she, shut, she sat down very quietly and started doing that liturgy where you apologize to this little girl and all her ancestors for whatever we may have done from the beginning of time to the present. And that's all she did. And like a week later, they didn't know what is it the, the, the father was so confounded because he says, well, of all the things we've done, I don't know what has actually worked because now the, the skin is being corrected. All the, all the peeling is going away. The, the skin is all healed. So that, that was the principle that one of the principles that Morna taught. If something's coming to your reality and, and you're facing it face to face, it's there because you played some role either now or a million years ago. And it's happening now. So when I learned of this thing, all the all these people being rescued, uh, the first one that I the first one that I saw was a post by Dolly. Then the second, one of the ladies in the Cosmic Reality Group, she has a high school friend who has a daughter who is a nurse in the in the Navy ship Comfort, and she told the mother of all the, the the whole crowds of children and people that are being brought into the ships, and they don't have the, any virus crap or any stuff like that, they were being treated for abuse. 
So when I started getting wind of all of this, that's the first thing. Okay, I'm, I'm becoming wait, wait, aware. Wait, wait, wait a minute, please. Yeah. I didn't see yeah, that sure. post. This was um, somebody that's on the, the Hope, which is in Las Vegas. No, no, she didn't do a post. This was a private chat that we had in Facebook. We were commenting on Dolly's post. Okay, okay, got it. And, and she, her, her, her relative is on the Hope, which is in um, California, not New York. Uh, she oh. said the comfort. She comfort. said the comfort. Okay. Uh-huh. You, I think you said the hope because I, I, I don't know what's happening with the hope, but the comfort is supposed to be going to take the uh, the the plague victims um, on. And now you you're saying that you saw somebody said no, the children are already on the on the ship. Who that's, are the children? that's what they're admitting: children and, and people that have signs of abuse. And I said to I commented back to her. Well, Dolly is very happy that there are no immediate photos available because apparently it's a really horrible thing to look at. And this lady responded that she had seen one photo of a girl between 16 and 20 years old that was being prepped for uh, surgery. One of her legs was terribly swollen and damaged, and they were prepping her for surgery. So thankfully I didn't ask her (laughs) where she got the photo or where she saw it. So this is coming into my awareness. So if it's coming into my awareness, whether it was a little or a lot, I had a, a role to play, whether now or a million years ago. So I, I did Ho'oponopono for all of them, wherever they are in the world that they're being rescued. So that and so that can be addressed. That any, That's the principle of Ho'oponopono, to make things right. Which is what started this whole thing, Walter. <laughs> on February twenty first. Well, it was it was it was the it was Monday. Twenty first was Friday, but that's when I got the the Ho'oponopono. So it had started, you know, just before that when you first did it. But you know, once once it got out there, the next thing we know, we're getting, you know, blue light that you know hits the Shungite field, and mm-hmm. this plague is upon us, and we're all got to stop and go into our homes. I didn't see what the big deal was. I do that every day, you know. But. <laughs> hey, I talked Sandy well, into getting me a turkey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For the dog, <laughs> you know. It was like, oh, well, if you go to the Publix and you see a turkey. <laughs> and she did. She actually found a turkey. Um, so that's cool. Um, but everything is it everything started with make it right the bono bono i mean we yeah. can we can say well you you and i know you know the the let's say the fragility or the the squirreliness of timelines you know um it doesn't take much to make a massive difference we often don't know what it was that made the massive difference and that's what is so exciting about this time frame in particular is that the more the more that's disclosed on that old timeline let's just call it the matrix reality the more people will jump to this one <laughs> because, yeah, because we're not as crazy they're, anymore you know they're i part mean part of the human collective so they're they're getting the transmission whether they're aware of it but it's being broadcasted and their in their unconscious is picking up on it. Yeah, you know, some of them are going to just go, oh, oh, I always knew that, <laughs> you know. And then some of them are going to go, I could not even imagine that. But it, 
it's not going to happen if you can't imagine it. But some people, you know, can't imagine it. But once they are confronted with it, then they are even more powerful because those were the people that couldn't imagine it. And those are the people that drove the storyline into revealing it and stopping it. You know, because yep. the evil locked that in so effectively. I mean, it's it's like e- evil. Evil is like a glue that is, or goo. Maybe it's the black goo um, that just kind of like it sticks to everything. You know, and well, um, but one of the things that they never counted on, or if they were aware of it, they never thought it it uh, it affected them. Is the fact. That everything is connected. Everything is part of oneness. I mean, think about it. Why else does karma exist? The only reason karma exists and can be manifest is because everything is connected to everything else. So when you're hurting someone, it doesn't matter if you hurt them 10,000 years ago. That energy is going to make its way back to you, the guy who sent it out. And then you start cursing and and, and, and saying all the thing. oh, why is this happening to me, blah, blah, blah. Well, time doesn't care about you know energy doesn't care about time it doesn't get old <laughs> so yes as if it's happening because you had a role to play and now it's coming back and they didn't count in their minds they're completely divorced and separate from everything in the universe so that's why they call the shots and blah 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 well no look at uh, the case you we read about it and you spoke about it in one of the shows when Inelia received that uh, information what she wasn't even aware that she was speaking and it got accidentally or not accidentally because there's there were no accidents and it got recorded on on the phone when she was doing a session where what it, what it, it was remember, what, what, what it do you remember was, the information what, yeah yeah what, about what, the Anunnaki? yeah what it was is she was re- erasing her uh, telephone recordings of sessions she had with people and she came uh, yeah. across this one and couldn't even remember having done it yeah. You know, so it may not be that she even did it, you know, in that reality, you know, but there it is. Yeah. And she listens to it. And, you know, it was well, you probably remember that, um, that it was the DNA that when they left. Exactly. You go ahead. Tell the story. Well, they 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 came to this world thinking, you know, to manipulate humanity like a, a ranch owner manipulating his cattle to, you know, exploit them. And here they're manipulating the human DNA and they don't realize that they ended up affecting their own DNA in doing so. So now, you know, that's it. The, whatever change they did, whatever happened that affected them is actually went back to their own world. Why? Because everything is connected, people. That's why it pays not to hurt anybody. I mean, not deliberately, because you end up hurting yourself. And here you have it masters of DNA manipulation in the whole universe, blah, blah, blah. And they put their foot in their own bear trap. <laughs> well, what, what she said was that, um, yes, but but it makes sense, okay, it makes sense from the standpoint of enterology that that would be true. Because you've taken Anunnaki uh, genetics and you've added it to human genetics to create us guys. So, when you did that, you're actually imbuing both of those DNAs with a quantum entanglement. 
Exactly. Okay. And on top of that, um, as you progress towards, you know, just going down the pike experience, you know, I don't even like to think of it in terms of time, but let's just say time as you go through time, um, there... It, it, they, they will start to to uh, resonate closer together. You know, it's all in the same strand. So even the different parts of it, that that was Anunnaki and that w- that was human being, they all begin to resonate in the same frequency. So what happens, and, and Wilcock writes about this, you know, the, the proof that... That the DNA can affect other DNA without being right next to it, without mixing with it, and that is because of the energy. So, what happened was the people in uh, in the Anunnaki homeworld that are con- completely controlled. There's the the hierarchy, and there's the workers, and nobody's got a problem with it. Well, they suddenly started having the workers started having a problem with it as humanity began to wake up and make changes to their own beingness to be get to a point of being aware awake and then active um, when you get to that kind of an aha moment well you change the DNA in, in everybody that's got that DNA in their body yep you know which is that's why it's, imagine it's, your TV set picking up your remote control and controlling you with it <laughs> Well, it, it, it's a it's a matter of being able to make changes quickly, you know, because we know that we're we're so connected on all sorts of levels that if we just persist in, you know, looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, the the reality that we started out to make, you know, twenty fourteen, you and I did. Well, let's just make another reality, an energetic one. And as we put all the energies in it with the Shungite and the, and the energy devices, you know, it became more and more and more solid. And then you get the messaging of, a well, we're going to have, a, 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 you know, a, a two, two realities. And, you know, people start to understand this two realities. Why? Because we were already doing it. It's like, who comes first? It doesn't matter. Because even if you're in the in the ahead of the game or behind the game, everybody makes a difference, and t- people just started becoming aware of the fact that reality is what we think it is. So, yeah. you know, once you get to that point, then you're getting massive internal changes to the 3D body that allows it to be, let's say. Uh, a, a, a more of a light body that is able to make larger leaps in, in energy uh, changes. You get more energetic. You get more sens- sensitive to, you know, the energies around you. It's just part of it. But, you know, who would have guessed that the Anunnaki, you know, screwed themselves, like you said, by putting yeah, they, the they DNA in us? Idea. That's one of the big pieces of insight you get from that book, uh, in Elia's book, The Return. In their mindset, they don't even under, they don't even understand the concept of a soul. In fact, that's the in their belief system. Anu, the first so-called Anunnaki, and their because it's a belief system, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a reality. It's something that they believe in blindly. Anu was the only one that had a soul, so that's that's why their the longevity is absurd. I mean, they live ten you know tens of thousands of years. Because for them, death is the end. There's nothing after death. The only life is this life, being in a physical body. 
And this is the lowest dimension of existence. You know, for people that have died and come back, or people like like Dali who talk to the other side regularly, there's multiple dimensions of existence. These people aren't aware of it. So they are extremely technically advanced, but they're like cavemen with spaceships. <laughs> so when they die, they they don't they just die. That's what There's they believe. Nothing. That's what that's what that's why they believe. Well, if that's, that's why what they, they believe. They're exactly. creating their reality. Exactly. Well, how sad is that? Yeah. Did you guys know about this past Saturday's global meditation? We participated, and what I can tell that it was a lot. A lot of people participated because what a difference how it felt. It was like so deep, and to me and my mom, we thought maybe five minutes had passed, and and it, it lasted. Uh, it was programmed to last twenty minutes, but we were doing it for like thirty minutes, and and I thought I had just sat down. It was I lost complete track of time. I did. I set my alarm for it. Can I? I want to say something to to straighten something out. Um, when I heard about the comfort, I heard they were just taking non-COVID uh, patients. They weren't taking any with the COVID virus, coronavirus. And then, uh, it was today I heard that <clears throat> they were going to take a few. So they had to section the ship off. For the COVID, the coronavirus people that they were going to allow on. But in the meantime, one of the people who was on the ship, not one of the health workers, but one of the soldiers, contracted the virus and they put that person in um, a private ship room there to... uh, not condemn them. Quarantine. Yeah, to quarantine them. But I, the opinion that I got, the only reason they said they're going to take a few of the coronavirus is because the media were, were being such asses. And so I think they said they were going to do it, but with all the children, the numbers that we're hearing that they've already rescued, I don't think there's any room, and they don't want to subject them to the virus. So I don't think there's really going to be any. I think it's just a pretend. That's in Dolly World, and that's my opinion. Well, I'm not sure um, what to think, but it it it's very interesting to watch the what, what do they call it? The uh, uh, the pandem- the planned pandemic. You know, I mean, y- you can go back and you can find people like uh, um, Gates and also um, the doctor there, Fauci. Talking yeah, he's about, connected with Gates. Yeah, talking about you know this this pandemic that's going to to come on in the president's. You know, I mean they they prophesized it, said it was going to happen years ago. Oh, and, I see what you're saying. You know yes. what I'm saying? And yeah. so you you have um, you you have the uh, people out there that are 
working it on the ground trying to make up all this information and it's almost like this is how, how fast can they wake up and so now we're getting all these reports of of places where people aren't working even because there's no business hospitals all over the country and there's some woman out there that every time she hears about another hospital she goes down and finds that you know no activity whatsoever yeah, and there are people huh there are people coming okay. out and saying I don't know what's happening we don't have people here you know and yeah. so it's very interesting in the day of communication and the internet that it's taking as long as it's taking for the story to unravel. But at the same time it's unraveling, um, uh, you know, the the reason to get people all hunkered down was so that they wouldn't get killed. And, you know, the farther they get into this operation... I started to ask you, Walt, did you happen to see the... It's 38 minutes of this supposed retired submarine, Navy submariner, who is releasing the information regarding the Operation Underground. Did you see that? Did you post it on one of the pages? Yeah, it was in Cosmic Reality, I believe. Um, It's fascinating because, uh, okay, we've talked about these underground tunnels. We've known about them for quite a long time. Uh, yeah, Fulford posted a video in in his article, a link to a video in, in his latest re, uh, report on. It shows this map of the U.S. and you see this whole grid system of tunnels. Okay, all right. Pointing so out where they're operating. Okay, I so it's, it's probably the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah. he probably got it from this guy. Um, but th- th- how many? Like you know, the big places. You know, like Denver, uh, D.C. Atlanta, uh, China Lake was the first one they took. And that was very interesting to me because that happened in June of last year. And supposedly not only was it a major hub, but it was where they were keeping most of the children. And at the time, I thought they said 3,500 kids were uh, secured and safe. And he said 35,000. Yeah, he did. You know, and that was that just like was like whoa, kind of men- mind bending. You know, the the most horrible of these places is the place under Dulce, California, because that's where they do that adrenochrome crap that well, comes out of there. I think that that was one of them that was still under control. Of the black hats. Do you remember that, Dolly? Uh, I'm thinking it is too, but. I hate to say it. Don't take my word for it. But I'm yeah. thinking it is. It was a big one that the black hats took. And, and he also he also control. handled he handled it like um and Dulcie black hats have it. He didn't get into any kind of detail as to what was happening there. Um I will tell you that the Jenner involved. I'm very happy with I feel like oh the- well Involved uh, in what specifically? Well, interestingly enough, um, when we freed the gin back in 2015, 16, um, 
and we were freeing them from the uh, the the spell of ceremonial black magic, uh, basically. So and it took us three trips in. You know, we thought we thought we'd freed them, and then you came to me and you said, <laughs> "This is so." He says to me, "Did we actually free all the gin?" And I said, "Well, why would you ask that?" And he says, "Because the gin are telling me that some of them didn't get freed," and so, you know. I asked the gin, and they said, you know, yes, it's true. And then we had to go, and they were trapped in the rings, and, we, you know, the gin got all nervous. Well, those, those lamps in the Kaaba, the thing in the Mecca. Yeah. And, and when those gin were released is when that uh, big thunderbolt hit that crane, and it collapsed. Well, it w- that was the Ark of Gabriel, and it was actually a plasma blast from underneath. Oh, because the jinn were no longer blinding people to the to the Gabriel Ark, you remember we did that whole story about that. Because mm-hmm. when when the when they were digging down there, they were th- that's why the crane was there. They were doing all sorts of renovation. This is in Mecca, uh, you know the cabal, the, th- the great big square thing, um, and and that square thing is covered in black silk. I still find that amazing. <laughs> it's not black, it's stone underneath there, but they put this curtain of black on it. Um, that particular episode was when they tried to touch the, or get through the field, force field or whatever to get to the ark, these workers. And, you know, I, I think that like three of them got killed. I think there was five there, but there was three of them that got killed when this plasma blast went out. And so they got a picture and it looks like the a light, bolt of lightning, but it it also, if you know that it's coming from underneath, looks like a plasma blast from underneath that hit that crane, causing mm-hmm. a stampede that then caused all these deaths. More, more, more hurt people. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, then then the Ark of the Gabriel. Remember that whole thing with the Russians and the Patriarch? Yeah, they took it to and they, Antarctica. They, they, he goes and he meets Saint Fran, uh, Pope, what's his name, Francis, in Cuba. Yeah. And you know, when we were talking about this, I was pro Francis. I thought he was a good guy. But lately, oh my heavenly day, you know, Dolly made me look at a picture of a recent picture oh, of the guy and he's, he's scary as can be. I and, made her. <laughs> he really is, you know. So now I've got a different look at this uh at what might have happened with that arc, but um Anyway, the yeah. So um, why were we? Oh, because of the jinn. Yes, that's when when the jinn when we freed the jinn from the lanterns inside the building. Yes, that's what happened. You know, a whole another story unraveled. But what I'm understanding is that um, the the when, when some of, okay some of the jinn that we freed were actually um, guarding gold and treasure. Okay, and this is like in the third layer of this tunneling system that they got. They got, you know, they always like to have a system that's on the outside. Everybody sees it, and then they got these darker places. So anyway, um, so they were they were guarding the um, the gold, and when we freed them, they decided to not tell the dark side that they were no longer in con- being controlled. And so they've been pretending to be their controlled gin, and in fact they were keeping it safe until the white hats could get there. 
is this in a specific part of the world? Uh, Indonesia. Oh. They were keeping, oh, the gold. The gold safe? Yep. Okay. So there's, um, there, there's so many layers of this that's, that's happening. And, um, we'll see. But we have, Sorry. we have to, um, really focus energy towards, well, this is another thing. I I suddenly remembered it. I I it was I hadn't remembered it, and all of a sudden I did. Um, back when President Trump was well, when he was Donald Trump, and he had said that he wanted to be president of the United States, but he was doing the primary thing, you know, going around speaking and stuff. Here in Florida, somebody who had bought our our cosmic reality shungite had it. Um, got to got so that she could reach out and hand Trump, who was in a car, hand Trump. This was before he had Secret Service or anything else. Shungite, and she was probably babbling as to what she was giving him. But he looked at it and he said, "I love rocks." So right then and there, the president has a quantum entanglement with Shungite. Because he touched it, mm. you know, and I, I hadn't remembered that, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh wow, yeah, he he uh, he got shungited. <laughs> so anyway, we can um, it, when you're thinking when you're thinking of the president, hopefully with you know love and and you know good thoughts in your heart. <laughs> I think you wouldn't be listening to us if you weren't partial to the president by now um he's looking good tonight nancy that good. the one i saw good 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 because i did go you know it, this is this is this is how you you, you can use your you, if you can imagine it it can happen and you know so i imagined the instant that he's got his hand out and he's got the shungite in it and what I did was I focused on that instant and place and space and then brought in the blue energy that is now in the Shanghai and just sort of like at the level of the past sent it to the future. Does that make sense? Walt probably understands it. But Dolly, did that make sense to you? I understood that. Good, 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 good. So... Um, yeah. He so who's this, who's this lady that gave him the Shanghai? Sorry, I, mean, I don't I even that. remember. It was somebody oh. that was a, fr a friend of no names. And, you know, she just happened to be a Trump supporter. She liked him. And so mm -hmm. he was having some kind of a speech or something, and she went down there, and it just so happens that she was a Shanghai freak, had Shanghai in her pocket when she was so close to his car that he, she could reach out and hand it to him. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of manipulation, I would say, on the part of the universe of spiritual intervention. <laughs> I remember yeah. when that happened. Now that you said it, I remember. Oh, yeah. Um, Texas is saying it was Lyra, right, from WSR, L-Y-R-A. It was when we were back at WSR. Was it? Yeah. So, 
Trump wasn't wasn't president then, right? No, he was running no. to, to be be president. He was running for the yeah. nomination, but he wasn't president oh. yet. When they get the nomination, or if they're getting so popular, the uh, Secret Service will come in there. But they weren't even involved in it at that moment. So that's interesting. That's where that information came from. Huh. Thanks, Texas. Amazing that people people know these things, and, and we're still together. Some of us have been together for an awfully long time now. And we seem, when we get separated, we seem to find each other. Again, I t- that's why we're still together. I th- we're connected, period. End of story. If you don't like it, too bad. We're connected. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that Barbara touched on this morning was... Um, Remembering Walt, I didn't even get into the conversation of Vanilia Benz and the the symbol that we talked about last week. But you know, remembering, she got into that too. This is part of the process: is to remember. Maybe you can tell her next week. She's going to be a permanent thing now, Walt, on Shungite <laughs> show. Well, until we get through this, I'm sure that, you know... Well, I don't know, because I don't really understand why she kind of dropped off the last year. You know, it was like... And she said that she stopped right using... Time. She stopped using Shungite and everything else. Uh-huh. Kept giving it to her animals, though. So she still had connection with it. I think she had a learning curve. Yeah. It's, it's it's not you that changes the Shanghai. It's the Shanghai that changes you, but you have to be open to it. Otherwise, well, it, we've been repeating it what ad nauseum by now. If you you don't have an open heart or for whatever, you know, whatever belief system you have, uh, the Shanghai will shut down. It'll just be a rock. It won't do anything for you. But by now, I've witnessed so much stuff of what it does that I, I tell people when they send me emails asking questions, I said, I don't know if we'll ever see the end of what it can do because so far I haven't seen it uh, not treat all different kinds of energy and light energy, sound energy, chemical energy, electrical energy, fire, uh, everything gets, gets treated and changed. So how can you doubt that it does the work that it's supposed to do? Um, but I guess it, it has to do with people's belief system. And as Anelia says, that's the way the universe works, based on contracts. If you absolutely withdraw your consent to interacting with Shanghai, then it will do nothing because it's, re- it's respecting your free will not to interact with you. Anelia is another person that has Shanghai... Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it well, who knows where we're going? I was on, I was on a show last night. Dolly was there. Dolly, you said I did a good job. <laughs> I had to find my mute thing. Yes, she, she didn't cut so anybody off. Of her. <laughs> she, well, no, she didn't. I, I, I was so proud of her. I mean, the the lady was a talker. She's like a, she was a second Nancy. Oh. She was a talker on her own show. And um, 
she'd ask a question and then she'd talk right over it. And so Nancy didn't even get a chance to take her breath in <laughs> to answer. <laughs> and and so I think the first like forty five minutes of the show well, no, really the first fifty minutes of the show, because Nancy only got ten minutes before the break. Um, the woman was doing all the talking, and I thought, well, Nancy's never going to be able to get on there. I was feeling kind of bad, so I started putting out some energy for that woman to be quiet. <laughs> but when she got on there, oh, my gosh. I was wondering, where is Nancy? Who took her? And who is this new person? <laughs> That's oh, how different so she sounded. Mean there's more than one copy of Nancy. Mm. I think there is now. I think. Really? Well, I wonder what her how, what color her hair changes to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Walt. <laughs> I didn't get to see yeah, her. She doesn't get much photographed. <laughs> I just was so impressed with that interview and and the way Nancy said it and and. She'd get excited, but she doesn't. She didn't get real excited like we do here on this program. Oh, there's that woman again. What? Oh, the what doctor woman? on TV. I happened to look up. Um, <clears throat> and so anyway, this if if Nancy can get a copy of it, it's worth listening to because she, Nancy was giving out more information that than she has before than I knew. I was really into it. And then the woman said the show was over with. And I thought, wait a minute. What was the subject thought, discussed? Um, It was a little bit of everything about what's going on today, right, Nancy? Yeah, she wanted to know what the plan was. See, off off radio, um, she and the producer are very. Uh, uh, what's her name? Lauren is more. Felton's um, Bel- her last name. Um, she's more open to different ideas, but her producer is like, "This cue is just a scam," you know. So. It was like, you know, I wasn't even trying to argue with with what was being put out off, you know, those the, when it wasn't, when, in the breaks. There's a lot of breaks in that show. And, That's um, a lot. Yeah. And so when I come back... You were back, the guest. Then. Say again? You were the guest, not the interviewer. I was the guest, yes. Mm. So when I'd, um, you know, actually be talking, I was kind of talking to them, too. You know, let's just step back, and you people think there's no data. So I was very focused on giving, um, you know, real yeah. concrete information that says, you know, like, well, here, do you remember when the price of oil went from $100 to $50? Well, yeah. Well, let me tell you why that happened. I loved how she did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But the backdrop is I was talking to people that did not want to hear what I had to say, but now I had the pulpit, <laughs> you know, and I could I could bring it down to where they needed to hear it. You know, do you remember China Lake? You remember there was an earthquake there? 
Well, yeah, but I think it wasn't an earthquake. That's right. The seismograph said it wasn't. It was a mini nuke, attack of the nuke. And, you know, why why did that happen? Because that was one of their central facilities, and it had, you know, 35,000 kids captured there. And that happened in, in, in the summer. Now, if you look at it and you say, well, was that their major repository of children that were going to end up becoming uh, adrenochrome? You know, was that what made everything go dry? Was that they captured the kids and got them out of there? You know, and the story that seems to be wanting to evolve itself is that the the, the source of the real stuff was gone. So now they're looking for artificial stuff. And they got artificial stuff, but supposedly it's been tainted. And it was tainted to leave a marker so that, you know, when all is said and done, they can take a blood test and say, see, they're users. Don't know about that one. Of the bad stuff. Of the bad stuff. Yeah, adrenochrome. Yeah. So um, there, her producer, that, uh, what's her name, Tina? Tina. Yeah. Well, I was talking to her in the chat room. She knew Dave enough to go and have a, a cup of coffee with him. Oh, neat. Just before. Yeah, when his legs were so bad, just before he went in the hospital. Wow. I didn't, I didn't tell her anything about anything <laughs> I just was asking her questions <laughs> so she doesn't know that you're still talking to Dave nope she has no clue who I am <laughs> how did you get into the conversation you saw some WSR people there no uh, there weren't many there were like three people there maybe four that showed up on the list. Um, and I didn't know any of them. I can't, mem- I can't remember how we got to... Oh, oh, I found out that they were from Las Vegas. I said, I see that Lauren is from Las Vegas. Does she? Did she ever interview Dave Corso? And she said, no, she's from California, uh, but then she shared with me that she had had a cup of coffee with Dave because she happened to be in Pahrump and gave him a call and went and had a cup of coffee with him. Nice. Small world. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Well, listen, we're at the top of the hour. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine, cosmic silver nugget. Bracelets, Shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. 
I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, Tell you I will, and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my lightsaber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avedisian. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's April 7th, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Um, I apologize, Dolly. I had the button unpunched, punched in, pushed me too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, Walt couldn't hear it either. I know, but I saw your message. So what I did was I went into the chat room and I turned the radio on. <laughs> uh, uh, good thinking. I think what made me so impressed with your interview last night was I'm used to hearing you as the interviewer. Last night, you were the interviewee. And I'm not used to hearing you in that role. So I think that's that's what was impressing me so much. Well, you've seen me interviewed before, like on Carrie Cassidy. Oh, that was a freaking disaster. <laughs> Not because of you. That was because of her. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've still got I wouldn't be- even consider that an interview. I still got yeah, That's people. more like a Nazi interrogation technique. Yeah. <laughs> Bull- bully. And she didn't like Nancy. Bully. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Yeah, I uh, I still have people that hear that show and come over to me and, you know, oh, you know, I'm so Apologize. sorry she did that to you. you yeah. Know, she's apologizing for her. She's, she, hey, she had a bad day. What can I tell you? And and I don't bring, sometimes I don't bring the best out in people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Bless her. Bless her. Bless her. We got a lot of really good people that came over from that show, so you know I, I can't oh, say that's that. That's nice. Yeah. Well, I've seen them in in our Facebook, our 
Cosmic Reality Facebook, and I thought, oh, these are nice people. <laughs> yeah, people looking for the truth. Yeah. yeah. And but we're only entertaining here. We don't, you know, we don't right. push our, our our statements as being true. They're true for us, but it's your reality. <laughs> you know, strictly entertainment. Entertainment folks. here. We believe in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, Walt, my question here is, does Fulford have uh, anything intriguing? Well, at least one of the things he's saying is that they're shutting down the 5G network. So, Oh, I tell mean, them, okay, read it, read it, read it, read it. Among the other things, uh, I want to grab this image because this is part of the report uh, called, on a second. <clears throat> The, someone from Italy sent him this photo because a lot of people doubt that Angela Merkel is Hitler's daughter. So someone, he says, now that the, the Italians are not under <clears throat> cabal control anymore, <clears throat> they sent him this photo. Hold on a second. Where we go? Uh, okay. Okay, here we go. I'm going to put here. And I'm, and I'm going to, part of the report is a translation of the capture of the, a translation of the caption on that photo. Because he, he says in this part of the report, he says, the world is, is also about to find out that Angela Merkel is Adolf Hitler's daughter. The Italians who have just broken free of German control of German control sent us a copy of the only known picture of Hitler with his daughter, Angela. The message reads, in quotes, and when you grow up, Angela, destroy all Europe, close quotes. So, <clears throat> okay, so the title of the report is Global System Collapse and Mass Arrests Proceeding, Reset Inevitable. The use of the pandemic, or in quotes, infodemic, to collapse the current world power structure is proceeding smoothly. Many sources agree. There are multiple reports of mass arrests of elites. Some of these can be confirmed by news reports of leaders like German Chancellor Angela Merkel and UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson being confined because of coronavirus infection. Uh, then is the picture of uh, Hitler. And also the White Dragon Society has contacted the U.S. naval base at Yokosuka, Japan, to file war crime charges against puppet Prime Minister Shinzo Abe for his role in the Fukushima mass murder and other crimes. Multiple credible witnesses, including two former prime ministers, will ensure a guilty verdict. This has been made possible by the removal at last of top cabal agents in Japan like Richard Armitage and Michael Greenberg, Pentagon and CIA sources say. Abe, unlike his war criminal grandfather Kishi Nobosuke, will not escape justice. As the Japanese say, Zamamiro. I don't know what that means in Japanese. I didn't look it up. CIA sources in Asia confirm this, noting... The man in charge in Japan is on the list to be picked up during this round. 
The official story will be that he has tested positive for CB and is in self-quarantine. This is the code word being used once the satanic occult members are apprehended. Meanwhile, inside the U.S., it is almost a certainty there will be a civil war and many will die, CIA sources predict. Here's what a Pentagon sources have to say about the ongoing military campaign against the satanic Hazarian mafia in the U.S. In quotes, as cabal underground bases are destroyed in Utah, New York, Idaho, California, and elsewhere, rescue children are getting on board the Comfort and Mercy Hospital ships protected by Marines. And then that's where he puts uh, the link to that video that I put on the chat. Uh, medical martial law is taking shape as U.S. President Donald Trump called up one million reserves and recent military ret- retirees to active duty. War is being declared on Mexican drug cartels. 5G networks have been turned off. FEMA is under military control. And the Pentagon Inspector General is overseeing two trillion coronavirus aid. Also, as 170,000 indictments are unsealed with mass arrests, there will be blood with casualties from military operations, in quotes, suicides, and adrenochrome withdrawal. The still brainwashed and sleepwalking sheeple will be shocked to learn that the over 40,000 children who vanish in the U.S. each year, FEI statistics, were being tortured to death by the elite in order to harvest a form of adrenaline known as adrenochrome. The fact that you can now read about adrenochrome in Wikipedia is a sign that things are really changing. The Hazarian Mafia is not giving up without a fight. The White Dragon Society received the following message from them last week, in quotes, We have been ruling this planet for thousands of years, and we will destroy it rather than give it up. Close quotes. However, rest assured, the White Dragon Society has been stopping and will continue to stop their attempts to destroy the planet. The latest gambit has been using it to try to trigger a war between the U.S. and China by telling the Americans it was the Chinese who triggered the pandemic and telling the Chinese it was the Americans who did it. The big meme they are pushing in the West is that all trails lead back to the Wuhan biolab. In fact, the outbreak in China can be traced to the Wuxi Pharmaceutical Corporation in Wuhan, China. But here is the interesting part. Guess who owns Wuxi? It is the Soros Foundation. If you go down the list of companies they own at the SEC database below, you will find it as Wuxi Pharmatech Cayman Inc. Maybe someone should compare the U.S. infection spread with this Wuxi American laboratory locations in Texas, Maryland, New Jersey, California, Minnesota, etc. As the alert reader who sent us this information suggests. Of course, uh, the Soros Foundation is a front for the Rothschild family and other Hazarian hunters, many of whom are hiding in Switzerland, New Zealand, and the British Virgin Islands, among other places. Now, let us take a look at what arch capitalist and Rockefeller bagman Henry Kissinger has to say about the situation. I'm not going to insult your ears by reading this paragraph because it is nothing but a big steaming pile of shit. On the other hand, I will tell you the, what the analysis of the paragraph is. Here is how MI6 analyzed Kissinger's widely pushed comments. In quotes, we are picking up the themes such as fire, savage initiation, 
etc., all very brutal forms of transmission into submission by way of highly traumatic duress. Very MK Ultra CIA type stuff. Then we have U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Jerome Adams, who says it's our Pearl Harbor moment, adding it's going to be our 9-11 moment. Senior CIA source says there will be a total global collapse within a month, then a reboot of the entire system. Trump will agree to inject $5 trillion of helicopter money into the economy, but it won't help. He will release the Nikola Tesla zero-point energy to American industries, which will be used to start up America again, after the satanic occult members are rounded up. Another source predicts, Humanity will rise against the corruption in the world, and all governments will be brought down. It's in, it is months, not years. I believe the worst will be over by July 2020. MI6, for its part, says, We see the pandemic as an attempt to accelerate the totally cohesive, high-technology world governance, high-end fascism, national socialist type, type, type stuff. Close quotes. The person who designed the quantum financial system says the financial transition will be migration away from stochastic equilibrium to recursive, recursive complexity-based central banking. They are two diametrically opposed approaches. The, later is a, the latter is a wartime economy deployment. The fundamental change is when off-ledger ledger assets, piece, asset pieces are built are built in, etc. The transition is very similar to a blood transfusion. So the dirty money, fiat currency, blood is replaced by clean blood, etc. In essence, he's saying the white hat elite have agreed to implement a system very similar to the extremely successful economic planning agency based system pioneered by Japan after World War II. It means pushing for exponential growth instead of stability. The British are also saying the Anglo-Saxon Five Eyes, Alliance, Five Eyes Alliance is in the middle of a strategic multidimensional counteroffensive with tactical antidotes and war crime tribunal outcomes. I'd say the other side better run. Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko seems to be more aware what, that most current world leaders about what is really going on, saying don't you have the impression that the powers that be would like to reshape the world without a war through the so-called coronavirus psychosis, the infodemic. He also noted the UN is using this infodemic as an excuse to print 10% of global GDP worth of money to fight the economic consequences of the coronavirus. Uh, I got to grab this picture to show you guys. Because is this it another is another ugly picture of the popey. <laughs> no, this is a, a picture that's being pushed as an excuse to you know get money for ventilators. Oh. the The person on the bed is not a person; is actually a dummy. <laughs> I saw that today, and you could see where it was put together on the arms, and oh man, not a very so good. Here, here's what it, here's what it says. Um, 
by way, by the way, for those of you who still think the infodemic is not real, take a close look at the slick TV editing to explain why Governor Cuomo needs more ventilators for mannequins like this one. <laughs> and you see this, this picture here of a person uh, working over a supposed patient, but if you look at the face of the patient, you can see it's a, it's a rubber face. So the other shake, earth-shaking news that is being overshadowed by the infodemic is a huge military realignment that is going on. In essence, the U.S. military has started pulling out of Afghanistan and large parts of the Middle East. To quote Israeli Mossad-linked Debka, in quotes, the U.S. left another base on Iraq on Saturday, April 4th, handing over the big Haba, Habaniya al Takadum Air Base, 74 kilometers west of Baghdad, to the Iraqi army. No U.S. troops now remain in the Baghdad region. Instead, it looks like the U.S. is going to grab the world's largest oil reserves located closer to home in Venezuela. The cover story for this is as follows. In quotes, today the United States is launching enhanced counter-narcotics operation in the Western Hemisphere to protect the American people from the deadly scourge of illegal narcotics, Trump said. We are deploying additional Navy destroyers, combat ships, aircraft and helicopters, Coast Guard cutters, and Air Force surveillance aircraft, doubling the capabilities in the region. It appears the U.S. has traded Ukraine for Venezuela in order to make this operation possible. In quotes, Currently, Russia is in full swing preparing for war and preparing to conquer Ukraine, and Trump, Trump will not interfere with this, says Russian analyst Bodan Litsia. Trump takes Venezuela, and Putin does not interfere. Putin takes Ukraine for himself, and Trump does not interfere with this, he explains, and he gives a, a link to that article. Overall, even if you don't want to use the expression biblical for what is going on, at the very least, we are seeing the biggest global changes since World War II. Let's see, let's see if they shut down wireless communications this week. And that's it. Take it away, Chief. Poke away. Poke, poke, poke. Okay, my, my, fir my first <laughs> question here is if – all right, let me, let me just tell you what I think. I think that this concept of going after Venezuelan oil is uh, a cover story. I think that they're, sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I th I, <laughs> I think that they're going after the um, the drug cartels and the trafficking. I suspect that this is a major center for trafficking. Well, um, oh, Trump came out and said it, and even showed a map. What do you mean? On the on the task force briefings one night, he had the generals and with him. And he made the announcement they were going to attack down at Venezuela, Venezuela and Mexico. And um, they had a map and they had arrows this way and arrows that way in the waters. And and <laughs> they just made the announcement they were going to get the, they're going after the drug cartels. Right. And I think that, I think that, that that story is, true but it's more to get the kids again i think it was another conclave of children ah. um so you know because you know he's going after the oil you just said in the paragraph two above that ben 
<laughs> that um, he was going to release the uh, free energy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're contradicting yourself. Why does he need the crappy oil if he's got free energy? And he does have free energy. Um, one of the Again, re- it, it, supports, it supports what you're saying. It's not the oil that matters. It's because of the wealth of the oil down there, there must have been tons of trafficking going on. So they have to liberate people that are enslaved in that area. Correct. I mean, he's when he, when he says that, you know, the goal here is to save as many people as we can, you know, he, he's, he's talking about trying to get these captured beings out without them being slaughtered. You know, the people that have been trained to go in there, this is the, the, the elite of the elite soldiers. Um, and plus, I think that they've been highly infiltrated. But I'll tell you, when I, when I first realized that the, you know, the oil gig is up, is when he was having the um, sit-down talk with all these oil barons. You know, some of the biggest oil companies were there, and some of the mom-and-pop oil companies were there. And it just... You think, you, you think he was doing... What when he was making that meeting? I th- well, I I think that when 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 I was looking at that meeting, okay, yeah. I yeah. felt that um, I think that we're in a point here. All right, and it sort of came out when I was talking. I got was getting downloads when I did that show last night, and I think what happened is that you draw up a schematic of how you think. What what are what are the the nodes, where are the critical points that you have to capture in order to take everything down smoothly and under control? It's like a controlled demolition. And I think that they went after, they specifically went after people and said, look at, you know, you know, it's sort of like the story about the black hats showing up after you've seen the UFO. Well, this is like the white hats showing up and saying, look at, you're in a critical position. Would you believe this? You know, knowing that they're clean because they're listening to all the communications. They're going to know the dirty ones and they're going to know the the good ones. And I think a lot of people have essentially infiltrated because they were in those positions to begin with. And that the White Hats have actually, you know, got them to be actively, you know, part of what's happening. Because the oil company executives... There was an, a sense of excitement in them, not one of doom and gloom. So, you know, I mean, and, and, and it wasn't exactly the CEOs that were there. There was something odd about the positions of these people that were representing that group. You know, it was almost like they were hand-picked, and, and there was something off on that. So there was a lot of things that started clicking in my head when I'm just, you know, looking at the at the television and who's there. And I think that, um, that, that probably all of the, you know, Saudi Arabia and Putin and the U.S. producers know that there's free energy out there and oil is, an, is, is obsolete. Why else would they have driven the price down to zero? And taking and, that. Uh, so, uh-huh. did you think that the the big execs were arrested, and that's why the emissaries came? 
Yeah, I think that they're that they're taking out the pieces that are the dirty pieces in these companies. You know, it, you have to kind of believe that the vast majority of people in in most companies are just trying to do their own do a good job. They don't know the truth. But when presented the truth and knowing that, you know, this is this is such an important thing that we're asking you to do that if you say no, we're going to kill you. <laughs> you know, that, that that type of reality. Um, I think that when we, you know, when you when you can get somebody to sit there and to listen to you, any one of the subjects, five G, you know, there is so much information there that it's like opening up a Pandora's box. You can't close it again. And I think that that would happen with most people that if they were presented evidence, enough evidence, enough concrete evidence that. N- how I don't know how many grand juries, you know, were convened and a hundred over a hundred and what is it one hundred and thirty thousand uh, sealed indictments are created from this. So they've got evidence that it will, will has has made grand juries say yes, I would convict based on that evidence. That's a lot of really powerful evidence, and that's what they they uh, they would do to the individuals too. That you need. You need their, they, you need them in the position that they're in to be able to do what you have to do. So, yeah, you just kind of like, you know, CEOs just disappear and these other people become the spokespeople. The ones that know the truth and know, that know that, you know, they're overseeing the demise of one, one huge industry in order to bring in something better. That's the change. I mean, we're going to be into a massive change. That's a good change. I mean, if first off, if we didn't do it, the oil's running out. If we weren't nationalizing and changing over the the uh, the entire banking system, it was collapsing. I mean, I don't fanatically look at this, you know, but I hear the the rumblings and grumblings of the finance people that you know are alternative versus the mainstream um, saying that this can't continue and it couldn't I mean in 08 it was propped up you know with band-aids the band-aids are old and breaking and it was just a matter of time and this would this would be the great depression this wouldn't be an 8, 9 uh, uh, 28, 29 kind of environment at all this would be really bad so better to crash it yourself controlled demolition to build up something new on top of it and um, and for that, you need to get rid of the guys who want to continue running the old system because yep. they're the big wrench in the works. Yep. They're in the way of everything. Yep. But, I, I, you know, we're not being told so much that they all could be, you know, just taken out of their buildings, taken out of their homes in handcuffs. We don't know. But I do. I did get the feeling that the people in that room were much more knowledgeable, but not the big heads of it. It was like the heads weren't there. The people that can run this thing, and you know, because you get the, 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 the it's going to take take a while to make the transition. So use the oil you've got, start paring it down. You know, start building these devices that can replace all of your energy requirements. Um, go to hemp growing so that you don't have to worry about plastic. You've got it in the hemp. 
I mean, there's there's a, there's an answer for everything. If you take and just destroy the oil companies, there is something that can replace them within a matter of months. This is not a big big change. It seems like it. But well, it they've isn't. been burying uh, free energy technology since the '40s. Wherever an inventor would uh, discover uh, something. Immediately, a week later, somebody in a black suit with a suitcase full of money would show up and buy your patent, and you would never hear of it again. They've been burying technology for decades. So all of that has to come, you know, has to be released once and for all. Yep. And plus, the president in his inaugural speech said, you know, there's technology on the horizon that'll just blow you away. I'm paraphrasing. But he, he said it. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. And um, what is? Did you finish with Fulford? Or has he got something? Because he's been. No, leaving that was it. it. That was it. There was no spiritual ending to it. <laughs> you know, he's been doing these little. We can do this. We're we're amazing spirit things. <laughs> well, I don't know if they are talking if what he's saying. This very last sentence has to do with because he lives in Japan, where he's saying, "Let's see if they shut down wireless communications this week." Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's another thing that they're doing, revamping the entire cell network. Well, I did see a, a graph that showed all the major telecom companies. And I don't even know what – it was one of those things I saw it. I don't even know where I saw it. Um, and it showed a spike at exactly the same time on all of their networks, a huge spike. I mean, like, huge. Um so it, it 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 might be that they're integrating them, taking control somehow. And again, I, I'm sure that that, that they're going to do it the same way. That if I'm right about how they got, you know, they're taking down these industries, they're going to find the good people in those telecommunications companies. Um, he just did make an executive uh, order to protect the telecommunications companies from foreign intrusion. Which means he basically stopped 5G. Because the only people that are building the equipment for 5G is the Chinese uh, company that's doing it. And he's just taken an executive order and said, no, you're not going to do that. And didn't the Chinese company get shut down recently too by the people? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I thought I just heard that recently. Well, maybe. Well, I mean, they they in Hong Kong they were you know there there's an there's an interesting uh, side story about you know killing off the dissidents in China because of the popularity of what was happening in Hong Kong. They, they were afraid that the Chinese people would start to you know go to the streets too, um, and. So they had this plague to get rid of the the people that were... I mean, they, they're talking, you know, a million people died there. I mean, some of the stories are... God, you hope they're not true. But we'll see. And we'll see shortly. So the president's looking better. That's absolutely good. What have you been doing um, energy-wise, Walt? You been making anything to tell us about? Well, the... Uh Making the my devices. 
every time I think I'm done, uh, you know, <laughs> more orders come in. So, uh, uh, I one lady in Singapore, uh, she showed me. She I always oh, I shared that with um, with Dolly. She made herself a handbag. It looks like a turtle, and she takes her, her resonator with her wherever she goes. <laughs> because it she, is adorable. <laughs> I would love to have one just to sit in my bedroom. <laughs> <clears throat> that reminds me, Walt. Mm-hmm. Mr. Turtle, um, he looks like he's getting a suntan or a sunburn. Is, is that possible? I should take a picture and send it to you. Well, what happens is the, the initial layer of the resin does absorb a certain amount of moisture so it, it does change tone or or quality between being completely dry and being under the water even though the, the resin is waterproof it does absorb enough moisture to change its appearance okay then I won't fuss I was fussing and he said stop fussing I'm okay I said well I'm calling Walt <laughs> And he says, you don't need to call Walt. I'm okay. But I was fussing. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, sorry. That was my phone. Um, so, what would you, what, did we run out of things to talk about, Dolly? What have you been, what have you been hearing? Well, we, we heard about the Pope. This was weird, Walt. Mm. The Pope is... Um, Okay, they've got a, a, a yearbook, the Papal Yearbook. And the Papal Yearbook for 2020, the Pope's name is there, you know, whatever his real name is. And he took out the title of Vicar of Christ. And this Cardinal... Pope, what? Who? Uh, sorry. Pope, again. Pope Nicholas, or Pope Francis. Yeah. Okay. In the... Yearbook for the Pope, the Papal Yearbook for 2020. Instead of it saying, you know, whatever his civilian name is, the Vicar of Christ, meaning that he is in the position that Peter was in when Peter was made the, you know, the rock of my church, the Vicar of Christ. And he took that title off. And so some cardinal went berserk and said, you are no. When he did that, he's no longer attesting to the validity that it's the power of Jesus and not the power of the man. And he can do anything he wants with the Catholic Church. And he was pretty irate. He was calling them treasonous and a lot of other things. Um, but that was when Dolly said, "Look at the picture." <laughs> and I look at this picture of of Pope Francis, and oh my God, he scared me. Mm-hmm. He's so evil. Um, but apparently something really big is happening there. And I've heard that there's many, many arrests that have been made of in the Vatican already. So Well, wasn't there, was that, I never researched if there was any truth. And I think it was last year, somebody made a post on, in one of the group pages on Facebook where during a, a mass or something, Francis had openly, openly declared that 
Lucifer was the god of the church, you know, the, the morning star or something like that. But I didn't, I just went by it. I didn't click on it to see where the article was from or who wrote it. I never but saw it. Don't, I don't remember that. Well, but you know, uh, uh, Matthew Ward, remember the, the lady that channels her son? And uh, every so often, you know, he she channels some message from him. And his messages, he has openly identified the Catholic Church as one of the biggest satanic uh, groups in the planet. So I guess there must be something to that. I have heard that. I've heard there's two sects in the Catholics. There's the Satan one and there's the God one. And usually the Pope that we see is the Satan one. That I heard that, but I can't tell you from where I forgot. Which makes and that sense. was a while ago. <clears throat> it, it wasn't even recently. Which proves the Roman Empire never went anywhere. It just mutated. <laughs> Give it a fresh coat of paint on the house. looks brand new. <laughs> well, that's exactly what they did. You know, it was the Roman Empire was in disaster. And so the people that were the Catholic Church, they just took over the legal even um, in the Middle, Middle Ages. But the, the structure of the government was just sort of like pulled into the church. And they just took over being the the let's say, the, the successor to the Roman Empire. You, you don't know how you know, people that are born in, in the 50 states, they, ha they have no idea how incredibly lucky and fortunate they are to be born in this country where the Constitution never declared an official religion. You know, the, the, the terms of the Constitution is that, you know, you're free to worship whatever whatever your belief system is, whatever your creed is, you're free to do that. But in Argentina, even though supposedly they have freedom of religion, so you can, you know, believe in whatever you want to believe, it's, it's declared, it's openly stated in the Constitution, officially stated, that the official religion of Argentina is, you know, the apostolic Catholic Church of Rome. So what does this mean to the common guy on the street? Well, you see what's happening here in the U.S. where uh, Nancy has stated multiple times that as a military, she's, she's sworn to protect, you know, the people, you know, from enemies, both foreign and domestic. So the, the whole driving force be, behind that is that, okay, we're sworn to protect the people. You're not sworn to protect anything that is not the people. But in Argentina, the military obey the church. They don't give a flying fig about the people. They, they do what the church tells them to do. The church tells them jump, and they jump. That's, that's exactly, you know, a lot of people don't understand this, and uh, I think the books are still around, but they were forbidden at the time. The first governments, the first uh 
terms of government of Domingo Perón were very successful because he, a lot of countries were coming into Argentina with empty ships, leaving full of merchandise and leaving nothing behind. So he says, okay, you, you want to take our meat, our leather, our, uh, you know, limber, all the things, all the goods that the country produces, you got to bring something. So that was the time when a lot of industry came to the country. A lot of factories went up because countries were bringing in machines and technological goods in exchange for, you know, other, other goods. So everything was good and dandy and Argentine industry meant something, you know, made in Argentina actually meant something. But then he put his eye on the church and he saw how every year they, these guys collected millions and millions and millions and gave nothing in return. What, you know, the prayer service, uh, you know, raping little boys is what, what are you guys giving in return for all this money? So that's when the, the army went up in arms and they had their first coup and they threw him out of the country and he fled to Spain because they were following the orders of the church. So you are incredibly fortunate in this country that militaries, their focus is to help the people, not any one particular religious group. In Argentina, I'm sorry, but the people there, un unless there's a major consciousness shift, you are in a very bad position, a very bad country to be stuck in when the military obey the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize you're saying the military yeah. obeyed the church. They obey the church. The <coughs> church says, go the there, destroy that. They go there and they destroy that, which is what they did in the Middle Ages. You, For those that have studied history, yeah. I mean, the popes in the Middle Ages, they were starting wars left and right. Because why? They had God behind them. They weren't the bad guys. <laughs> because God is so tiny and so powerless, he needs all these armies to kill and destroy for it in his name. <laughs> Annika is saying that, <clears throat> Nancy, you are correct. Pope Francis is no longer the Pope. He is acting as the Pope, as the PR person. He no longer wears the ring of the Pope. So who's the Pope? Onaka. Maybe. Well, uh, I uh, in one of the previous Fulford reports, he made a he made a claim, but he didn't explain or didn't give any link to it. But he he said um, Francis is going to be the last pope. So maybe that is true. It means oh that my gosh! I have heard. I heard that even when I was a kid. I heard that. There's a there's an old uh, prophecy type of thing that yeah. some somebody back in the Middle Ages wrote a mm, I guess a dissertation on what turned out to be as it started happening the different popes and he would give information that was very specific to how to identify that pope you know sometimes it was you know by the name you know. The weird stuff, but you you could follow which pope he was talking about, and each one of those has already been there, and and then there's you know Francis and nobody else after that. So there's been this continual, very very ancient 
you know, story concerning the last pope. Is that what you heard, Dolly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, gee, Onaka, I wish I knew the rest of this. He no longer wears the ring of the pope. Yeah, so what does that mean? I don't know. Who's coming next? Well, I don't know because, like I say, I used to like Francis, but now this guy whose picture I looked at the other day scared the crap out of me. I never liked any of the popes. That's how I saw all the popes from when I was a child. And I didn't understand how people could go and worship him. He scared me way back then. Well, they're not supposed to be worshiping him, but I guess it would look like that, wouldn't it? Oh, it's worship. Trust me, I was born and raised in Argentina. He walks on the water. These these religious characters, it's it's amazing. I mean, the the level of brainwashing there there it's it's unlike anything you've ever witnessed. And you think people are brainwashed here? So people in Argentina are going to have an e- even more difficult problem than, like Americans, because we're, we're you, you're so tied in with the Catholic Church that when you find out that they're pedophilias and that they've done these awful things, um, you know, they're going to have a harder time, on, in your opinion, because they are so dogmatically, uh, kind of like. They've got all their marbles in the Catholic Church's reality. Yeah, because they're one of the things that we, you know, you know, this thing which is part of human nature that most people hate change, even if their life is shitty, they don't want it to change. <laughs> That's Argentina, you know. Give me my my daily uh, barbecue, my wine, my cigarettes. And my coffee, and and leave me alone. I mean, that's that's what life boils down to. Oh, and soccer. Don't forget soccer. That's got to be part of their staple. Don't don't change anything in their reality. They, they go they go ballistic if you try to change their reality. And that's why that's why governments that's why they don't get any respect from any government because the government knows that they can be pushed around like nothing. I'll give you an an, uh, an example. Oh, that this I would waste your entire show giving you examples. <laughs> uh, there was that year that some local honcho wanted to get their votes for their uh, for his particular area, so he came up with this idea: uh, give out free toaster ovens. And I, I saw someone sent me email me photos. The lines the of cars were like astronomical, doing going on to this place where they were handing out these toaster ovens, people were just going gaga over getting their free toaster ovens because I'm going to vote for this guy. And the thing is, you don't want a toaster oven in Argentina when power, electricity, is incredibly expensive. I mean, to this day, I wonder how people are able to keep their lights on with when they, what they pay is just obscene. And you want to have an electrical device when you know you can hardly pay your electric bill? This is an insult. They're not benefiting you in any way. Um, but they do it. You know, just like sheep, they go, bah, and they go and do it, and I'm going to give you my boat because you just gave me a nice, shiny toaster oven. 
It's like, what is this? It's like the Middle Ages? Um, like I said, uh, I'm not going to waste more of your showtime giving you more examples. It's just too depressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, but I, go ahead. I think people here in the States are like that too um, with their faith in the Pope. Um, I think I never even stopped to think about Okay, we're going to have all the eye-opening stuff with the children, the victims, because there's adults too, teenagers, and <clears throat> babies that we don't even know were born because they were born in captivity. So that's going to be an eye-opener for some, and I think some won't be able to handle it. But I didn't give it a thought that, oh my gosh, when the Popey did that thing, the same thing's going to happen with poor people who are so religious and they worship the Pope. I mean, they're going to go into states of shock, too. They're going to know, what do I do now? I, I think we're in for a whole big different new world. Well, think about it. We are looking at a collective level something that happens to us at the individual level. You know, you fall in love, you marry a man, you're loyal, honest, you protect him, you take care of him, uh, you know, you give him children. And then 10 years later or 20 years later, you discover that he's a serial rapist, that he has been killing and burying girls all over the, the country in different states. And he's not even 1% of the, of the person you thought you married. What effect does that have on you? Doesn't your entire reality collapse into a shapeless heap and you have to spend years in in psychotherapy or something to help you recover from the shock? We're looking, think of that and multiply it by the population. It's a, it's, it's a growing, it's, it's, uh, he said it best, Arthur C. Clarke, when he wrote the book, Childhood's End. He said, this is it. This is the end of childhood. We have to grow up now. No more fairy tales. You know, learn the truth of what your life has been on this world so you can grow up. So, and what do they call it? Growing pains? <laughs> the sad thing about that example, Walt, is that we know someone like that. Bless her heart. Oh, in your family, you mean? No. No. Those of us from WSR and through, didn't we know her at WSR, Nancy? Whoops, what were we talking about? Um, I didn't really want to say her name, let me... No, let no me name, no name? Uh, yeah, let me type it in our Skype chat. Well, this is rude. <laughs> I know, but it uh, really, if it uh, was one of the people out there, they wouldn't correct. want me to say their name either. So. No, no, I, I, I'm totally in agreement with Dolly. And yeah. yes, I, I do agree with you. <clears throat> this is a, a, a person that was deeply hurt. You know, She put all her trust on this person and then ends up discovering she married a total stranger. She was going to bed to her husband and you're sleeping with a total stranger. I mean, if that doesn't mess you up, I don't know what does. 
because it's the foundation that we build around us. This is our reality, the family that I have in my house. I'm sitting to dinner with this person. For heaven's sake, I know that everyone keeps a dimension to themselves because everyone has their private thoughts. But at least I have some semblance that, yes, I know this this person. I'm living with this person, eating with this person, sharing activity with this person. Jesus, we had kids with this person. And as a total stranger, you didn't have a notion of what the heck's going on. That's just, it, it makes you doubt everything in your reality. It makes you doubt yourself. You know, what's, what's the first, a lot of people have this reaction, what's wrong with me? There must be something wrong with me that all these years went by and I never knew what was going on. Well, the thing is, it's, it's, it makes sense that you might have those thoughts, but uh, gaslighters and manipulators, they're such masters at what they do. It's, no one should blame themselves. This is exactly what they do for a living. They, they create a false identity and they live it so you are you have you don't have a choice but to believe it it's like okay you go out into a forest and you meet this wolf and you see him hunt and you see him and it, and it turns out that it's not a wolf at all it's actually a bear it just took on a different identity and even the shape changed it's something like that they're such masters of deception and and the part that's the worst of it all is that whatever happens it's your fault the way they can manipulate facts and, and things in such a way that oh it's all of this is happening because of you because you didn't trust me because you didn't do what I told you to do or whatever they're just masters of manipulation they're like human chameleons but when you don't have a, 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 a malicious bone in your body you know you're an innocent babe and this thing hits you like being kicked in the stomach at the very least. At the very least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about something happy. Happy. The end of darkness. Yes. I'll, bo- I'll vote for that. Yes. I am so happy. I'm happy oh, every friend. day. <laughs> every day I thank God for we're getting closer to the victims being freed. Um, and then, of course, I pray for him to help everybody involved. Are they saving the best for last? You think? Uh, you mean the rest and the <laughs> and the firing squad, Rod? The arrest I of mean, Hillary Clinton. You know, are they saving the best for last? I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> I think that they have to do it this way because for a couple reasons. It's past time to get those victims into safe arms. Oh, past time. And when they are into safe arms, and that kind of uh, maneuver is over with, then. That's another thing, they were hostages, weren't they? Yes. And then um, the people. Who couldn't, who can't believe what we're saying now? Some of them are going to be starting to see it, and others will just plain reject it, even in front of their faces. They'll reject it. But so you know we what, have Dolly? to get through that. What? 
it's going to be like something akin to like chemtrails for many years. You couldn't even say the word chemtrails. People would just clump up and they, they don't want to, I don't want to hear anything. Don't tell me anything, blah, blah, blah. No, there's no such thing as chemtrails. And then the five years later, the same person says, oh, you saw those chemtrails today? It's Once it becomes part of the human collective consciousness, there's no need to convince anybody. It becomes part of the thought streams. You know, everything's connected. So yeah, that, but that I don't think around. everybody will do it, Walt. No, not everybody, of course, because people have different levels of consciousness and different right. vibrational levels. Right. So, But I think most people uh, won't be surprised anymore. Yeah. It's like no, nobody's surprised at a, a UFO. Like so in then, the 40s, you said the word UFO and everybody would go crazy. Oh, UFO. Now it's like, oh, UFO, yeah. So what, what show did you go look at the other week? <laughs> like they don't care. <laughs> so when we bring the people to that point, then I think they'll be ready for the uh, indictment stuff and the just plain uh, do away with them like they did with McCain. I, uh, but it, they have to work the people up to that place. And, and But I thank God all the time, we're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting the victims. And please be with everybody involved. Please be with those who will be starting to see the stuff. And Because there's going to be a lot of freaking messed up people. Well, the only victims, if you keep saying the soldiers, that. The- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm praying for them not to be in that. No, I was no, just no, trying no, to no, explain no, no. to you what I was doing. I know, but when you're saying you not, okay, you, what you should just see them is in health and happiness and joy and not full of tragedy. You know, to see them in a positive way versus, you know, negating something that you don't want. It's just a technique that people should be aware of. Am I right, yeah. Walt? Yep. Because otherwise, it's energy goes wherever the the focus of consciousness is. So if the focus of consciousness is on something negative, well, that's where the energy will go. So that's why, well, thanks to the system of control and domination, from the earliest childhood, we are programmed to talk that way, negatively, or focus on negative things, because it benefits them, not us. So that's one of the... We are... (laughs) We weren't prisoners in any underground bunker, but we, boy, do we have to deprogram ourselves from what schools and religions have done to us. <laughs> and we're always we're always learning. Trying to say, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So I hope I didn't. Uh, what, what, what do you do when you insult? I didn't insult you, did I, Dolly? Stopping you? Oh, from... Yes, I'm never going <laughs> to get over it. I don't want to get I in probably trouble. need to eat some chocolate now. Yeah. I go sit in the corner and cry. <laughs> no, we got Oak, we got Oak Island coming on, hon. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've recovered. That's his benefit. <laughs> I prefer your sincere rudeness to all the hypocrisy in the world. Oh, yes. <laughs> because Thank I you, hate Walt. those that keep saying, oh, love you, sweetheart, honey, baby, and it's all just false crap. Yeah. I love you, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Say good night. We're at the end of the show. <laughs> Love you all. Good night. Bye bye. We'll see you next time. And be safe out there. Reaching.
have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.